You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the place where you as a dad will gain more tools for your fathering toolbox and where moms and daughters are also invited to listen into the conversation. Now, here is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dad Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, and I'm so excited to welcome you here today where we have a special Christmas episode. Okay, come on. We're just a few days before Christmas, and we really want to be talking about how you as a dad can be more invested intentionally in the ways that you love your daughters and your sons this year where we all know the song, it's the most wonderful time of the year. But for a lot of us, it is not the most wonderful time. It oftentimes is the most confusing and painful and complex kind of interactions with our family and friends. And so today I want to give you guys some creative ways, practical ways to navigate the holidays this year. Today, the title is 12 Ways a Dad Can Give More Christmas Presents. P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E rather than P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. I'm sure you got that. But if you want to stay tuned and listen for practical ways that you can give more of yourself as a Christmas presence to your daughters and your sons, then listen in. Well, before we start, you know the grid that guides the conversation every week is, Dad, just close your eyes. Imagine yourself standing side by side with other dads who have the same heart and intentionality as you do, and you're there cheering each other on as you run your fathering race this week. I'm on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on and saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme, get set, as I'm going to fill that in with stories and stats. And go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action because we all know that an action hero could not be the action hero in the story if he didn't take what? Action. And that's why I always love giving you go steps. Because then we're not just talking theoretically, we're talking about practical ways that you can make a difference in the life of your kids. Well, on your mark, as I just said, is 12 ways a dad can give more Christmas presents. Spell it with me, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. Boy, that could be a song. I'm, I'm feeling a country song coming on, aren't you? Okay, well, for Get Set today, I'm weaving this into the 12 things I'm going to be sharing with you and saying it also includes your go step. So really, on your mark, get set, and go, all are one theme today in the conversation that we're going to have. Well, first, I'm going to set a little groundwork on this idea of presence before I give you these 12 ways to do just that. So this idea of being present obviously is nothing new to any of us. Don't we hear this in lots of different ways? You know, it could be your kids saying, Dad, you don't listen enough, or look at me when I'm talking to you. Or it could be something that, you know, you're hearing at work. Hey, you're not very attentive. You get off course. You know, this idea of being present, again, is nothing new. And yet at this time of year where we're giving Christmas presents, gifts, 
it seems like the perfect time to really up our game, up our focus, clarify our goal in saying if we really want to be difference makers in the lives of our kids, and if we really want to reach the heart of those we love, we've got to up our focus and our goals in being more intentionally dialed in, focused, and present. So when I think about like how often when I meet with someone, often it could be me, often it could be the other person where their phone is going off. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I'm on the receiving end where I'm sitting there and someone's ringer is going off or the vibrate, you know, little signal is going off on someone's phone, I always say every time, oh, that's fine. Take it, take it. But you know what? In preparing really for this conversation with you guys, I was thinking about how often it really is kind of disrespectful. It's saying, I don't really have the time for you right here, right now, because this person is more important. We all though have times where we're needing to receive a call. And I think saying that to the person we're with on the front end is so important because then it's it's really, I would say more of an invitation you know, to that person, would you be okay if I took that call? Say that to your daughter if you need to take a call when you're out with her. But this gift of being present is so hard. I mean, to be honest with you guys, I've often wondered if I'm on the cusp, that's what I call it, of ADHD. It's really easy for me to get sidestepped and side-focused. And sometimes in our culture, we we call it multitasking and we see that as a positive. Like, wow, you can do you know, four things at one time. But you know what? When you're the one who needs to be validated, let's say, or honored or made to feel special, there's something powerful in knowing that the person you're with, and I'm saying here, dads to daughters, where you say, I'm going to turn off the ringer. I'm turning my phone over so I can't see any notifications because while I'm with you, you get my undivided attention. And that's the segue that I wanted to kind of now morph into to say this idea of being present includes the concept of undivided attention. It also includes the the concept of interruptions and being interrupted because those all go together if we want to be present. So this first thing about undivided attention, I heard this quote by a woman named Byron Katie. I've studied some of her material in the work I do in my clinical work day to day as a counselor. But I love this quote that she said, the miracle of love comes to you in the presence of the uninterpreted moment. I had to keep reading that because I thought she was saying uninterrupted moment which I think has truth as well, but she's saying the uninterpreted moment, kind of just letting it be. But she says, if you are mentally somewhere else, you miss real life. Isn't that powerful to say we give a miracle of love to someone by giving them our presence. And when we're mentally somewhere else, we miss out on real life. I read a study that was conducted with 2,250 adults And here's what Harvard researchers concluded, that about 47% of our every waking hour is spent in what they called mind wandering. Okay, I'm guilty. But to say 50% of the time we're missing what we're hearing, that the other person is saying. And I'm telling you, if you're like me, sometimes I notice that most when I'm reading my Bible, like my mind wanders off and I'm not really present even with what I'm reading. And do you know what helps me? It's to read out loud. 
So sometimes when you're interacting with your daughter, just to setting this groundwork, men, is this idea of saying out loud what you just heard her say will help you stay more present so your mind doesn't wander. The other thing I was just going to tell you is that if you can believe this, I knew I was going to be recording this podcast this week for this Christmas, you know, week special or focus, I would say. And the title of the sermon that my pastor had on Sunday, listen to this, I am here, but I am somewhere else. He was talking about the gift of presence. I couldn't believe it. I mean, that usually, I shouldn't say it usually never happens, but it actually has never happened in the seven years of my doing this podcast and this program. So for the timing to be so spot on, I took prolific notes and I loved how Pastor Seth emphasized the fact that it's important to disconnect from something in order to connect with someone. Isn't that good? He was talking about this juxtaposition of needing to disconnect over here in order to connect here. So the themes, again, I'm underscoring under presence, giving the gift of your Christmas presence is having undivided attention and intentionally focusing on not being divided. Number two, it's this idea of really focusing on being connected in the moment to the person that you're saying has value to, that you've scheduled time to be with. And now this idea of interrupted time. And I think so often when we do commit to being intentionally focused on someone, come on, expect to be interrupted. It just seems to go with it. So dad, if you're making this commitment, maybe here now in this last couple of weeks of the year, maybe you want to put this in some of your new year's goals for 2023. But you might want to be thinking, men, about ways that you can prepare to be interrupted if you want to be a dialed-in dad. And I always say, you know, you know what? She's going to come in crying and need you when you're in the last two minutes or the fourth quarter of your favorite game. But she will forever remember that she was more important than that team to you. So expect to be interrupted. And here's what Pastor Seth shared that I thought was worth repeating here. And that was that Jesus practiced being present when he traveled. We read about Zacchaeus, you know, the wee little man who went in the tree. And it says that when Jesus was passing through town, Zacchaeus ran ahead and got his attention. And then Jesus said, I'll go to your house today. I'd never noticed that, that Jesus was actually going somewhere. He was on a mission. He had an agenda and he got interrupted. But he gave this little man who was a tax collector his full attention and then said, hey, I'd like to go to your house today. You know, it was the scandal, right, of the town to the religious leaders. They were like, no, you're not supposed to hang out with him. But I thought about the way that Jesus was interrupted and gave the gift of presence to this man. And it was such a significant thing that we're still singing about it in children's church today, aren't we? Did you guys learn that one? Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. I mean, this story shaped me when I was a little girl because I remember singing it, but never knew that Jesus gave the gift of his presence because he was going somewhere, but said, you're more important. One other thing that Pastor Seth highlighted was that even when Jesus hung on the cross and the thief next to him, in a way, interrupted his suffering by saying, will you remember me? I mean, Jesus could have said, I'm zoning out here, but he actually talked back to him and said, today you will be with me in paradise. 
So at times, dad, where you may say, I do not do well getting interrupted. And my daughter seems to know exactly how to push my last buttons to come in at the worst time when I've got a deadline. You can say to her always, you know, hey, give me five, give me 15. Let me, let me come back to you in an hour. But my goodness, when you say, I have something right now going on, but you're more important, I guarantee you she will remember it forever. So if you're a dad who wants to put your love into action in really practical ways by giving your Christmas presents, there you go. There's a foundation that I just wanted to set before I give you now 12 best Christmas practices so that you as a father can give your daughter the gift of your Christmas presents this year. Okay, are you ready? Drum roll. Okay, the first three are are more broad in scope, I guess you would say, more theoretical. And then the last nine are super duper practical. So feel free to take notes. I'm going to repeat all of them at the end. So on your mark, get set, go. Here we go. Number one, this is big picture. If you want to be a dad who gives the gift of your presence, look her in the eyes. Looking at your daughter in her eyes is something you've heard me talk about, you know, here on the Dad Whisper podcast before, but I underscore it here again. It's so easy, especially this time of year where we're running in a million directions to forget to slow down and look in the eyes of the person that we say we love. And I think about how often I have to use this skill as a clinician right? I'm starting into my 28th year here as a counselor. You know, I love even now doing more telehealth where I'm even coaching a lot of dads and daughters around, you know, the nation where I'm not sitting in in real time, in real space, face to face with them. But I can still tell in a Zoom call, and for you dads that don't have daughters living nearby, you can see your daughter's face on the screen. Look at her eyes. I still can tell when somebody starts to blink And I'll usually stop mid-sentence and say, tell me what your tears are saying. Tell me what you're feeling. Notice those moments, dad, because eyes are the gateway to our souls, aren't they? So if you want to kick things up a notch, because you notice the title is 12 Ways a Dad Can Give More Christmas Presents. So you've maybe been doing all 12 of these things already, but committing to doing them in more clear ways so your daughter internalizes her value because you are saying to her with your presence, you're my gift. You matter so much to me that I'm going to slow down, stop what I'm doing and look at you in the eyes. Okay. So that's number one. And you've heard how often we as women say, I don't know you're listening unless I can see your eyes, right? Look at me with your eyes, listen with your eyes, which segues to number two, listen longer. Now, that may sound like it goes together with the first one because I'm talking about looking at her in the eyes, right? And we listen with our eyes. But the reason I put this number two men is that I'm talking about adding to your skill set longer amounts of time that you listen and doing that intentionally. That's how you're a more dad, how you give more. I think about the times that I know men go to the gym, right? And you're lifting weights. I think about how often I've been to the gym and I see men increasing their reps and increasing their weight. Now, you don't make huge jumps, do you? Maybe you do. But aren't you, if you have a trainer, going incrementally up in the amount of reps and in the amount of weight? It's the same with listening. If you want to be a better listener, why not increase your reps 
by a minute a week, something as practical as that. Or you don't have to look at the clock, but say you're starting to get really uncomfortable and fidgety and you want to change the subject because she's been talking too long. Why not sit there and as best you can say, I'm going to sit here for one more minute and I'm going to intentionally with my face show that I'm with her. I'm going to nod. I'm going to smile and I'm going to say, mm-hmm. But listen longer than you did last week. Listen without interrupting, without lecturing. You've heard me talk about mirroring back that you heard her. So you're saying it was a really hard day at school. Yes, dad, it was so awful. You repeat back her words. What was awful about school, right? You're listening longer with more intention. Okay, you ready for number three? Put away your devices. There you go. When you're interacting with her, put away your devices. Okay, I've heard that told to me more times than I can count. And it is so hard to do it. Even when I'm, you know, Friday I was out to lunch with friends and I pulled out my phone to show them something. And then it was like, of course, I'm looking at the screen to see if anybody's texted me. This is so hard to do because minds wander. It's so easy to interrupt the present moment by getting distracted. I know we're all there. But why not be a dad that says, I'm going to put away my device. And you say to her, I'm turning the ringer off. I'm turning any vibrate on, anything that would signal me that there's a need somewhere else because I want you to know you're more important. Dad, turn your phone over if you leave it on the table when you're meeting with your daughter so you don't even see it light up because then you are saying to her, you're more important. Do it with the remote. In fact, I was just at some friend's house a couple weeks ago. And it happened to be a really big football game. And this guy, avid, I was meeting with a husband and wife, and my husband was with me. So it was all four of us. And the guys loved the two teams playing. I won't even tell you which ones they were because it might, well, I guess I can. It, it was TCU and Kansas State. So they're watching this game. And throughout our entire conversation, they, the guys kept turning their heads over to see the score, to see the plays. And on this particular day, you can hear me laughing. It didn't really matter. It wasn't that big of a deal. But it was a reminder to me of if you have something else going, it's on your computer screen, it's on your phone, or it's on the television, you have got to go in another room if you really want your daughter to feel heard. So put away your devices when interacting. Okay, that's number three. Number four. Okay, now I'm getting into the practical ways that you as a dad can give the gift of more Christmas presents, your Christmas presents. Do one new, uncomfortable, awkward, out of your comfort zone Christmas thing with your daughter. And I said Christmas thing. It's not real fancy. But what I mean by Christmas thing is it can have lots of different options. And I'm going to give you some ideas. Do something that your daughter loves to do that you've never done. I mean, really, how often do we see these adorable videos of like a dad dressing up in a tutu for his five-year-old's ballet, you know, her, her recital, and dad is doing it alongside her. I know some studios even have an event, a song where dads all come at the same time and, and do ballet with their girls. And of course, those videos go viral. Why? Because there's something about a dad being willing to humble himself and do a girly thing that touches the heart of a dad. I watched a video this morning. I'm going to be talking about this in just a little bit because it ties to one of my points. But it was a 
a dad sent me a video of a dad and a daughter and the way this dad connected with his little girl. That seems to touch the hearts of both dads and daughters alike. So dad, if you do an uncomfortable, awkward, out of your comfort zone Christmas thing with your daughter, I guarantee it will touch her heart in a way that will last forever. Okay, it might be ice skating. Maybe neither of you have done it before or roller skating or bowling. Granted, that may not feel like a Christmas thing. Turn it into a Christmas thing. Go to Dollar Tree and get antlers and wear that while you bowl. Turn it into something that's memorable and fun. You may even want to do something like, you know, going to a a Christmas movie, watching a Hallmark. I mean, some men would rather die than watch a Hallmark movie. But if that's something your daughter likes, do it with her to create a new memory this year. Doing something uncomfortable for you is where she will see that you're willing to go the distance just to connect with her. You might want to go shopping at the mall. Okay, some of you men, right? You're like, please, no, don't say that. Yep, I'm saying it. And have fun. Like, tell your face that you're committing to this. Because if you do the rolly eye huff and puff thing, she's not going to enjoy it at all. And you can check it off the list, but it really doesn't connect with her heart. So if you want to be a dad that's going to be a more dad with more Christmas presents, find out what she loves to do and do it with her. I got to tell you one quick story and we'll take a break, but it's, it's a really fun one. And it's where one of my grandsons was given a present. I just heard about this last night where his babysitter gave him a a coupon that she made that said that she would play his favorite game with him. Isn't that awesome? Because nobody likes playing it. It's kind of like a Monopoly game for kids. And it takes like an hour and a half, two and a half hours to play it. So nobody wants to ever play it with him. Is that the best gift? Maybe dad, you want to give your daughter a coupon that you make that says, I'm going to do that with you. I'm going to jump on the trampoline and we're going to put antlers on and, you know, do something fun that really makes it I would say extra special this year. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I got a bunch more ideas for you as a dad to be the best dialed in Christmas presents kind of dad this year. We'll be right back. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Okay, dads, welcome back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Okay, well, today we're talking about 12 ways a dad can give more Christmas presents, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. Well, number one, look in her eyes. Number two, listen longer. Adding to that more, one more minute than last week. Number three, put away devices. Four, do one 
new, uncomfortable, awkward, out-of-your-comfort-zone Christmas thing with your daughter, which leads to number five. Repeat one annual Christmas tradition and start a new one. Now, I get that that idea of starting a new one is a little bit bridging to number four, but I want to give you some other ideas for this one. So say that you repeat an annual Christmas tradition, let's say, of going and cutting down a Christmas tree or picking one out together. So that's already locked and loaded. You're going to do that. But I want you to be strategically thinking about how could you add one new tradition to what you're already doing. So here's an example. What if you changed things up and you said, I want to help lead this idea of making a Christmas ornaments, one Christmas ornament. I'm not, I'm saying ornaments plural if all of you make the same thing. You don't have to come up with a repertoire. I'm saying, what if you as a dad out of your comfort zone, which kind of bridges to number four, but thought, let's take something we're already doing, getting a Christmas tree and we decorate it together and you either like go to Hobby Lobby or Michael's and buy some kit where it's already done for you that you can make something to hang on the tree as something memorable. You put the date on it and everybody remembers it. Maybe it's that you go get candy canes and you, you know, tie them together and hang them on the tree with, with a ribbon. Now, I sadly hate to say, but I think sometimes we, we defer to women on all the creative artistic things. But again, I'm empowering you as dads, equipping you as dads, encouraging you as dads to take the reins and try something new this year where you're leading the way in being a more invested dad with your presence by saying, hey guys, you know, I went and got some popsicle sticks and some pipe cleaners. Let's make a little, you know, reindeer out of this, tie the little pipe cleaners around. Who cares if they look awful? I literally today heard about a mom that said, her favorite, one of her favorite ornaments on the tree is an ornament that one of her kids made with a paper plate and turned it into a little angel. I think they did it at school. She said, it's one of my favorite ornaments. So think about the fact that this isn't about making a masterpiece. It's about doing something together that you as a dad lead that's just different than you've done before. Maybe it's making a, you know, do doing gingerbread houses. You don't have to make them like bake them, but you make them by putting them together and decorating them. And you can go buy the kit at the store. Super duper easy. If your daughter's younger, you might want to do sugar cookies. What about a Christmas jog or a Christmas run? I even looked up some fun names. One's called Running for Rudolph. Isn't that cute? Or I saw another one in another part of the country where it's called Jingle All the Way. thought that was a super cute name. Go do a run together. See, annual tradition in a new way that becomes an event. What about volunteering at a homeless shelter? I mean, I think about where we've done that as a family years ago when I was living in Portland. We did it two years in a row, and it was so fun with my mom and my dad, and we got to give out clothes to the homeless and help put fun styles on them and give them socks, and inside they were fed. I will always remember that, and to tell you the truth, men, it has more value now almost than when we did it. It's that replaying of memories that strengthens your bond with your daughter. And I think it's so easy to have time pass by and everybody's busy and going in a million directions that it's so hard sometimes to think about where can I fit in to her busy schedule. And yet I had an event this past week where it was super busy, but the night before, one of 
my granddaughters got to come over and we got to do cookies and it was a last minute thing to I was intentionally thinking about where can I fit it in and then when the moment opened up I had the idea already there so that's why I want to share my heart with you guys to say have the idea ready wait for the moment then you can put that you know into motion hopefully and find a way to connect with your daughter now I know some of you that are divorced dads you're divided from your kids you wish you could do these things And to those of you that are in a place that's really hard, I say, write these down for the future. I often encourage you to get a journal where you date it in real time, and then you're forward-focused in saying, in that journal with with an entry, forward-focused to when you will give her that book one day that says, you were never far from my heart, even when we weren't connecting. And you perhaps write in there today's date and say, I wish we could do that Christmas run together. I know you love running. I can hardly wait for the time where I can go with you. In fact, I'm, you know, getting new running shoes and I'm working on my, you know, endurance so that when we're, you know, reconnected and there's a re-engagement that I can run alongside you. And then that's documented in that book. So I encourage you dads with that because remember that everything you intentionally do with your kids really is a page in the book of their lives, right? That's history that stands the test of time, which leads me to ask, okay, what page are you writing in their book today? Even if it's literally a book that you will give her later for the time when you are reconnected and re-engaged. Okay, number six, share memories from past Christmases with your daughters. Could be daughters, daughter, might be a group of them at a time. We're all sitting there, maybe with your sons too, where you're remembering and telling stories from the past. Again, it strengthens bonding when you all do that together. Or like bring copies of pictures from when she was a little girl, even from last year, whenever you want. And that can also spur the conversations. So dad, if you want to give the gift of your presence, you invite your kids over to listen to stories even that you tell about when you were a little kid. Maybe you've got some pictures from back then. I guarantee that your kids will love hearing them. In fact, last night I was telling um, one of my husband's daughters and her family some stories that we're just finding out about our family and my dad's dad and my dad's grandfather. And it was so cool to see them all kind of huddle up at the restaurant and want to hear the stories. I showed a picture that we'd found of my dad's grandfather. And they all seemed so interested when it was a personal story that had a picture attached. So dad, why not do something like that? I mean, I love when my dad's told me stories again and again about how poor they were in Chicago, that they would wake up on Christmas day. And that's when the tree would be there decorated with, you know, some tinsel, not much on it. And that was That was their Christmas tree because they didn't have money to buy one. And they were so poor that they often would get an orange. So many Christmases, my dad would write out questions that would go on our plates before we ate. And there was always one that said, if you were only given an orange this year or an apple, what would your position be? What would your, what would your response be to that? Would you be bummed? Would you be grateful? And I know that that has history in my dad's story. He got more than an orange, but not much more. So my dad brought his history to this conversation about talking about past Christmases. So there you go. That's number six. Number seven. Now, these next ones have to do with activating our five 
senses. Seeing, smelling, tasting, hearing, touching. Okay, seeing. Okay, why not read Christmas cards or letters together? You get them in the mail. You're looking at them. Why not tell your daughter about the people that are sending those cards? Because I think sometimes they're probably people you know and that you knew in the past that she doesn't have any idea who they are. So there you go. You're telling stories. So that's your mouth. I get we're activating more senses all at the same time here with these next five. But this one is more about seeing. So you're looking at those cards in real time and seeing pictures of people. So you get to tell your daughter the stories. Okay, number eight, nose. This one is about smelling. You've heard me talk about perfume day. I love that tradition with my dad that I did for so many years. Going to the store, whether it was Nordstrom or Macy's or... I'm trying to think where else. I've had dads say they've gone to Rite Aid or Target. It doesn't have to be expensive. Even though perfume, as we know, does cost a pretty penny anymore. But you are literally there with your daughter as she picks out her favorite perfume. And then all year when she is spraying that on her, she remembers about your love for her. Another thing you could do that activates smelling is that you make a list together with your daughter, maybe of all the Christmas scents you can think of. It might be pine needles on the tree or on wreaths or apple cider and the cinnamon and the cloves in it or hot chocolate, like, and then go experience them together or go on a nature walk where you're just smelling all these different smells together, doing that to activate smelling. Okay, number nine, this is a great segue into tasting because then you want to taste a lot of that, don't you? The hot chocolate, the apple cider, or listen to this one, dad, go to a bakery that you both love, choose a Christmas treat, eat it together. And that could be, again, weaving with earlier ones, four and five about annual traditions, where that particular food item becomes what you share together as part of your tradition. Or cook a Christmas dish together, bake a Christmas dessert together. And dad, I would say pick something that neither of you are good at. You will have so much laughter, take pictures, post it on social media of you doing it together. But something that neither of you know how to make is going to be hilarious and a great way to kick things up a notch as you're more present in the moment, in the kitchen, having fun together, activating tasting. So that's your mouth. Next one, number 10, hearing. Listen to a favorite Christmas song together. Or you could play her one that you love. You could dance with her to the song. Let it be a goofy dance. Or she's little, she might love getting on your feet and you dance with her. But I'm telling you, even this morning, I was telling you earlier, but I had someone send me the greatest song. It's called The Best Parts of Me by Will Dempsey. Feel free to just put that in your search engine and find it. But but I love this line in the song where it said, dad wrote this song for his little girl. And he said, it's like God took my heart right out of my chest and wrapped it all up in a little pink dress. Isn't that awesome? And so this dad wrote this song for his daughter. And you could literally play something like that. You've probably heard of like Butterfly Kisses, Tim McGraw's My Little Girl, Heartland, I Loved Her First. You've probably heard that one. Stephen Curtis Chapman, Cinderella. Luther Vandross, Dance With My Father. The last one I wanted to mention, I know I'm going fast here just to honor your time, but it's by Justin Blaine called Dance With My Daughter. You could play her a song. So again, you're activating hearing by maybe right there going, that's not a Christmas song. I thought you said, Michelle, you wanted to 
listen to Christmas music together. Of course, that's one idea. Just lay on the floor and play Christmas music together. Have fun just enjoying the moment, sit in the car, you know, drinking a latte and listening to Christmas music. All of these could be woven together, combined, if you will. You get extra brownie points for that. But I thought you might love that idea of playing actually a dad-daughter song, and then that could be part of a Christmas tradition here going forward. Okay, number 11. This one is touching, right? So we've got all the five senses, right? Seeing, smelling, tasting, hearing, touching, hands. So this is something you can physically hold in your hand, and it has to do with gifts. Why not go together to the store and buy a Christmas present, something tangible that you can hold and touch that will be a gift to someone that you know either maybe is experiencing loss this year. It could be flowers. It could be chocolate. It could be you know, any kind of candy. It could be a scarf. It could be candles, you know, activating that person's senses to smell and experience that aromatherapy. It might be someone that you know who is on a fixed income, someone older who might be lonely, or you're maybe deciding that, well, we don't really have anyone that fits any of those descriptions. Let's do it for mom. Even if you're divorced and it's an ex-wife that's her mom, Why not go pick out something together to just say thank you for being an invested mom. Thank you for all that you do. You're valued. You're appreciated. You know, give them a Starbucks gift card. But that's what I wanted to say for touching. It's something tangible that you and your daughter can give to someone else. And number 12, this is the 12th way that you as a dad can give more of your Christmas presents this year. More of you. Lead intentional conversations around spiritual things about Jesus being the reason for the season. I mean, why not do that as a family, but you lead it. And if you're a single dad, you could do this with your daughter, just one-on-one. If your daughter's not living with you, you could do it over FaceTime. But let me make that practical because you might say, how do I lead a conversation about that? Why not just ask her? What does Christmas mean to you? I mean, C-H-R-I-S-T is the first part of the word. Just how are you including Christ in your Christmas? What does Jesus mean to you at this time of year? But here's again, making it practical. Luke 2 verses 1 through 20, right? There's the Christmas story in the Bible. You can alternate reading it. She reads a verse, you read a verse. She reads a verse, you read a verse. And if you've got younger kids, you've probably already done this, but let them act out the story. I mean, my youngest sister's 14 years younger than me, and I think of how often she and then my third sister down, I'm number one, there's two, three, four, and the la- youngest two would do the most hilarious stories, Christmas stories, where they would hide behind the couch, and the top of the couch was their platform, and their dolls would go across as Mary or Joseph or the baby, and the baby would be bigger than the Mary or whatever, and we would laugh, and they were so funny. Videotape them. You want to show these later on as you remember back, right, past Christmases, but that might be a really fun way to just bring everybody together, even if some of the kids go, this is so stupid, Dad, I hate it. Well, why don't you lead it then? You could act it out. Let them do a play where everybody puts on a different, you know, garb. You put some dumb thing on your head and you're a shepherd. Or, you know, you get a, you know, fork in the kitchen and you have a staff or whatever. Like, make it silly and fun while you read the, the Christmas story because everybody has a part. Or you could read a short story which celebrates the meaning of Christmas. Just Google it or put it in your search engine and then you can read it. 
because then you are leading the way. Okay, on your mark today, I've given you 12 ways a dad can give more Christmas presents. And these are your go steps. Let me review them. Look in her eyes, number one. Number two, listen longer. Three, put away devices. Four, do one new, uncomfortable, awkward, out of your comfort zone Christmas thing with your daughter. Number five, repeat one annual Christmas tradition and then start a new one. Number six, share memories from past Christmases or bring copies of pictures and or share some of your own Christmas stories from your life. Number seven, now we're heading into five senses, seeing, right? Look at Christmas cards or read letters together from people. Tell your daughter about ways those people have impacted your life. Eight, smelling. So you can either do perfume day or you can go on a nature walk together where you're smelling things. Put on fun antlers. You know, you can get them anywhere at any store or a fun Christmas hat. That's how you can kind of turn it into a Christmas experience. And then smell apple cider, smell hot chocolate and focus on mm, putting that in your hands and loving it together. Number nine, that segues into tasting where you go to a bakery, choose a Christmas treat together or go to your kitchen, bake something as a dessert for yourselves or everyone in your family or cook a Christmas dish together. Take pictures. Remember to do that. Post them on social media. It'll be super fun for her and for you. Number 10, hearing listening to Christmas music together, play one you love for her, dance with her. If, you, if she would want to do that or if she doesn't, you can just be silly on your own and do a dance, get her laughing. You can even play songs that you each find on your phone. Number 11, touch. So that's where you're physically buying a gift together that you give to someone else. And number 12, lead intentional spiritual conversations about Jesus being the reason for the season. Well, these are 12 ways a dad can give more Christmas presents this year. Well, this wraps up another week's program. Merry Christmas to you all. I'm so glad that we've been able to spend this time together. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go dads. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. We trust you've been encouraged by today's program, where you've been equipped with practical action steps to strengthen your relationships. Dr. Michelle loves hearing from you, so why not write her at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. As always, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Give a listen, subscribe, and leave us a review. For free resources or to invite Dr. Michelle to speak at your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com for more information. That's drmichellewatson.com. Thanks for being with us today, and we look forward to you joining us again on the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. <laughs>